1: Hello, all, and welcome to episode 17 of NBA Holes. I am your co-host, Joe Connors, with my other co-host and friend, Mr. Dave Hendrick. How are you?
2: I'm good, sir. I'm good. Um, not a particularly good evening to be a Liverpool fan. Not the worst evening, but, you know, not, not particularly ideal. But uh, all is good.
1: Yeah, we're we're not going to talk much about that. We did a little bit pre-pod and got to vent a little bit, which is nice. Um, but we're here to talk basketball, so let's start with Twitter questions. So I have a few tonight. Um, our first one comes from Rick at Ricardinho1892. And he's, his question is, have you seen much of DeAndre Ayton? And what team would be a good draft spot for him? For people you, who don't know who he is, he's a, a man-child that plays for the Arizona Wildcats in college.
2: Um, I think he'd be a good fit in Dallas. Yeah. Um, I think he'd be a good fit in New York, but they, they won't draft high enough to get him. I think he'd fit well on a lot of the teams that are going to be at the top of the draft. The Lakers, um, the Hawks are going to be right up there because they suck. The Bulls, he'd be actually a really nice fit with the Bulls because he's really good in the interior market and likes to step out and play around the perimeter. So that could be a really mm-hmm. nice mix. Yeah. Um, and he's a surprisingly good passer from the post. So if they could develop a bit of, a bit of chemistry, I think that could be a really good fit.
1: Yeah, he's an, he's an incredibly good player. He's Most people's draft boards, he's one or two, depending on how much you like Marvin Bagley from Duke and Luka Doncic from Barcelona, who's also an incredibly talented European player. But the one team, you mentioned basically all of them, but the one team that really you didn't mention that sticks out for me, who I think is going to draft high, is Phoenix. I think he'd be a really good fit there with the shooters they have yeah. and him inside. Um, there's a lot of good teams he'd fit for, but like you said be a good fit for, but he probably won't get to those guys, you know, barring a trade. Now, if, if Boston ends up getting that pick, um, that could be scary because if they get, you know, they get the Sixers pick because of the false trade. So if they, if the kid doesn't go one and he slides two through six, six it is, I think. Yeah. That goes to Boston. Um, if the Sixers get there, depending on, you know, where this ends up. So if they end up getting that, that could be scary, which, I hope that doesn't happen. Obviously, I'm not a Boston fan, but, um yeah, the kid's a monster. So uh, look out for him if anybody watches college basketball. If you don't watch a lot, he is one player you definitely want to watch because he is, I mean, he has an NBA body and he's 19 years old. It's just incredible. Um Second question comes from Gerard is God at NG underscore SG eight. And he asked, how do you rate Kyrie start with the Celtics? and is he is he himself largely largely responsible for their unbeaten run
2: um no I think brad Stevens is largely responsible for the un, unbeaten run uh, but Kyrie's started i think he's the m v p right now yeah. um and he's getting better by the week, which is just should be terrifying for everybody um he he's having an incredible year and he was incredible again against dallas um like this this trade looks like a steal. Now like they gave up a lot to get him, but right now this trade looks like a steal. Now obviously that will even out once Isaiah is playing and when we know what that draft pick is actually going to be. But right now Kyrie's the best player in the league. At this moment in time, Kyrie Irvin's the best player in the NBA.
1: Um I think you could debate that,
2: but I, don't know how I'm much, just, I just mean up. on current form. I'm not talking about overall. Okay. Overall, the best player is LeBron James. Number okay. two, number two is Kevin Durant. And then afterwards, it's debatable between Steph, Harden, Russ, Kyrie, and a couple of others. But right now, in this moment, this, this okay. period of time, uh, for me, it has to be Kyrie because nobody else is performing at that level night after night after night. And this isn't getting the attention of what Westbrook did last year when he was getting triple doubles every night. But for me, this is much
1: more impressive because yeah, he's is. winning. Yeah, he is winning, and they're 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 literally on like a sixteen game winning streak, which yeah. is it's, that that's phenomenal in the NBA for especially when you lose your one of your biggest players in the first five minutes of the season. So I would agree with you that um Brad Stevens is the catalyst here. He's a great coach. He's by he's getting the whole team to bind the defensively now. Kyrie Irving is a decent defensive player and he's becoming a better defensive player. But Al Horford is the guy who's leading them on, on defense yeah. and it's not, it's not even close. He's having statistically his best years of any statistic you look at. He's having the best year. Uh But I mean, again, Brad Stevens, like you're back to your point. He's getting that whole, he's getting productive minutes from a pretty, a very deep team. Um, you know, he's got guys off the scrap heap who are playing really well for him. But again, Boston, Boston has a lot of talent. But you it, know, what it is, was the perfect trade for them to get Kyrie Irving.
2: Absolutely. But the thing is, like, it's not just that he's getting, uh, Stevens is getting buy-in from like his sixth, seventh, and 8th men. He's getting buy-in, buy-in from the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth men. There's guys that are coming into play three and four minutes a night that are giving everything they have. For every second they're on the floor, and that's the hardest thing as a coach is to get those guys—the guys who know they're only going to play, you know, three to five minutes a night, unless their team is winning in a, in a blowout. But even when these guys are winning in a blowout, they're they're not running up scores. But what they're doing is they're buying in defensively, and when they go on the floor, yet yeah, they may not be launching threes like we've seen with other teams in the past to try and you know pad that lead and pad their own stats. It's all about that mindset of keeping the defense as good as it is when the starters are on because come playoff time, we might be without a starter and you might have to play 15 to 18 minutes a night instead of your three to five. And we need to know right now, are you up to that task or do we need to go and get someone else?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I do have one, one more question before we get to our last. Do you, do you feel? You may not even believe in this, and I'm not even sure if I do, but do you think they're peaking too early?
2: No, I think I think we'll see them tail off a little bit kind of through the middle part of the season. Okay. I, I think they can keep this up maybe for the 10 games. I'm not saying they'll win the 10 straight, but I think they can keep this up um, for the 10 games or so. That then puts us like almost 30 games into the season. I think then they can afford to even go 15 and 15 across the middle 30 and then pick it back up for the last 22 heading into the playoffs. I think this is a coach who's too smart to allow them to, to shoot the load too early. Um, yeah. I, I think it's an organization that's just so well run that they won't allow that to happen.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Completely agree with it. Um, last question comes from Mike Osher at my 81 what are your thoughts on yusuf nurkic i like him
2: i i do i like i like nurkic um i think he needs to stay healthy and i think yeah. he needs to be more consistent with his efforts on the defensive end but i mean when that guy is locked in he's a beast and he's very 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 difficult for anybody to overcome because he's so strong and he just doesn't care what anybody has to to say he just he's going to do what he wants to do and if you get in the way he's just going to politely move you out of the way with his
1: elbow um i i'm a huge fan yeah i'm a big fan too the bosnian beast you know i mean he he became expendable at denver because of jokic you know when yeah. you, you, you've seen already you, you, two centers doesn't work so Portland just kind of fell into a steal, in my opinion. I mean, the guy's numbers this year are a little bit down from the 20 games he played last year, but it's still almost 15-7, almost two assists a game, one blocks, and almost one steal. Those are really good numbers for a big guy. And to get him for, what was it, Mason Plumlee and a second-round pick? Mm. or I think it was the the Nuggets sent him and a first-round pick. Him and a first-round pick, yeah. For Mason Plumley, a second rounder in cash. I mean, that's yeah. a fucking steal. So for me, it's a bit of a no-brainer. I think he's a very good player. Um, I, I don't think he's on a lot of money. He's something you could build around, but yeah, I really like him. I, I like his game. I like the way he plays. And, and again, like you said, he's, you know, he's not afraid to stand up for himself either, which I, I always appreciate. Um, so the next thing we're going to move into is I basically stole this from Bill Simmons', uh, Top 20 pod. Um, you could say what you want about Bill Simmons. I've had my fair share to say about Bill Simmons in the years. He's a divisive figure, but he does have some good pods. Um, does have very good topics, and this is where I took this from. But he does.
2: His head fell up his arse a few years ago when it came to the NBA.
1: Well, he's, he's so jaded from by the Celtics. He can't get past, he can't get past the Celtics stuff, and now it makes it even more uh, hard to listen to at Hmm. times because he just continually like he he doesn't want to admit when Philadelphia does something good or the Knicks do something good. It's it's Boston, 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 and but he comes up you know with these I guess.
2: these mental theory, like his Ewing theory.
1: Yeah, the Ewing theory is stupid. Has been
2: proven to be absolute bullshit, and he keeps bringing it up as if it's a real thing that he invented and actually is real. And like, yeah, t- listened, I listened to that pod because you said you wanted to use the idea, so I listened to see what he was, you know, who was in his list. Yeah, and he yeah. said. Carl Anthony Towns is a good stats, bad bad team guy. Carl Anthony Towns' stats this year are fantastic and the Wolves are yeah. really good, so what is he talking about?
1: I, I didn't understand that either, and I I was hoping you were going to listen to it, and I was like, Dave's gonna have something to say about that because there's a couple on there and I'm I'm scratching my head going, right. That's not true at all. They're I, actually third at the funny, West. So. Oh.
2: Porzingis is not better than him. Joel Embiid is not better than him at this point in his career. Uh, Nikola Jokic is not better than him, and Andre Drummond is not better than him, and Marcus All is not better than him at this point in his career either. No,
0: no, no. So no, he's not.
2: There's a whole bunch of you know big men that are on this list, you know, because Simmons did it. They did twenty one players plus honorable mentions, yeah. and not one of those guys is better than than Carl Anthony Towns. I'm I'm sorry, and he's got Ben Simmons there at fourteen. Like, give me a break. I mean, played Twenty games, not even twenty games, fifteen games in the league.
1: Yeah, I mean Ben Simmons is—he's is, is,
2: like.
1: incredibly good, but you can't. Uh, the small sample size is—it's tough to do. You know but why,
2: you know why he's put Simmons in there, Ben Simmons, because his son's name is Ben Simmons.
1: I, exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean he does love the player, and Ben Simmons is again, in fairness, he's having a phenomenal year. He's—he's he's having a better rookie year than Magic Johnson did, and you know, take that for what you want, but. Um, but it's 18, so, it's what, 15,
2: 18 games.
1: It's, yeah, it's a small sample like, size. Yeah, it so is. It's a small, in small year sample
2: three size. of breaking records. Like, there's no yeah. big man has started the career in like towns. Well, maybe like two or three ever and they're all, you know, top 25 players of all time. So, get that shit yeah. out of here. Look.
1: <laughs> You'd have something to say about it. So let's start our list. Who do you got? Again, this is top 15. You could do it any way you want to. You could do it on form. You could do it in league. I, I don't care. We'll debate as we go along. Who do you got as number one? And I'll, I'll say my one as you go after yours.
2: I mean, it's probably still LeBron. Uh, Agreed. Kevin Durant is the only player with, with a real argument that he's a better player than LeBron James. Now, yeah. Um KD's defense as he went to Golden State has been fantastic. In fact, it's been better than LeBron's. He's a better scorer than LeBron. He's a much 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 better shooter than LeBron. I I would imagine he's a much better teammate than LeBron. Um and he's certainly far easier to work with than LeBron. But <sighs> LeBron is still LeBron and he still has that X factor and that ability to just overcome huge odds that I've yeah. never really seen at KD. Um. So I'm not by I, himself I, like that. No, no, exactly. I would say it's kind of a one A one B situation at this point. A lot of okay. that is because I think LeBron has like LeBron is not the player he was a couple of years ago. I don't care about the stats. Look at the record. He's not inspiring this team to win games they shouldn't win anymore. They're losing games they should win, even yeah. with him having bid my big nights because he's doing Russell Westbrook things this year where he's actually sacrificing the team for the good of himself.
1: Yeah, he's trying to do too much because he knows they're not—they're not very good. Yeah, so
2: I would go LeBron at one A and
1: KD at one B. Okay. So I'll I'll go LeBron one. I'm going Durant two. So I don't know if you want to go two next or you want to go three next. It's up to you. Yeah, let's go three next.
2: Uh, I'll go three next. I've got. I'm actually going to go Kawhi Leonard. um, Okay. Because of the difference he makes at both ends, like he's in my view, he's the best defensive player in the league. And I think he's a top ten offensive player, and I don't think anyone else can claim to be in the top ten on both. Maybe Kevin, maybe Kevin Durant, but I don't think he's top ten defensively. Um, so Kawhi for me is number three.
1: Now I want Kawhi number four. Can you guess my three? James Harden. It was James Harden, and a lot of that I didn't. I did. I always loved James Harden as a player but I didn't quite respect James Harden as a player as much as I did as when I was talking to you. And then I started watching him and then I realized he could do whatever he wants to on a basketball court. And yeah, I know he doesn't always play defense. I get that. But like, if you look at the event, I say it all the time, advanced statistics, he's basically number one, number two, number three and everything. So he would be my three. Kawhi is my four. um, who do you yeah, got for
2: four? Harden is my four, and for all the reasons you've just mentioned, and he's having his third MVP caliber season out of yeah. four, and he probably won't win it again this year, um, for whatever, Which is absurd. whatever reason. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I remember when um when OKC traded him. I remember saying to a couple of people like they'd have been better off keeping him and trading Russell Westbrook. And I think if they traded him, I think like he's obviously he's a better player than Russ now. I think KD would have stayed because I think KD and Harding are Harding are much much closer than KD and Westbrook ever were. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. OKC screwed themselves with that trade in more ways than one. They got not the best return. Stephen Adams is a really good center, but aside from him, they got nothing back, and it eventually cost them KD as well. So. Um, whereas they could have traded Westbrook to, uh, to Houston and got the same return and they'd have Harden, KD and, and Stephen Adams. I think they, I think they would have been better off.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely. They would have.
2: Uh, so yeah, that's my four, uh, number five for me is Steph Curry.
1: Um,
2: me too. I, I just. It's not just the the scoring. It's not just like he's not a good defender, but he's he he gives he gives really good effort on defense. He makes mistakes, but he's just not a natural defensive player. But his his intangibles are incredible in my view. I think he's a really good leader. He's the best shooter we've I think we've ever seen for me anyway. Um, Yeah,
1: no, I don't think it's even close. And like when
2: you need a bucket, like he's the type of guy that comes up at one. If you're down four and the game's getting away from you, he'll come up with a three, and it's a dagger three. It's one of those threes that shouldn't be a three, because he's got a guy in his face, and he's 30 feet mm-hmm. from the rim, and it's a dagger three, and it gets his team back in the game. And look, he's been the best player, you know, if you were to take the last four years as a sample, well, say the last three and a half, including this one, he's been the best player over that entire time. Like, if you were to rank them, he was MVP twice. He was really good yeah. last year, and he's really good again this year. So for me, he's number five.
1: Yeah, same thing here. And he's got those rings on his finger, which do well, count it. a lot. That's it. Um, number six, who you got?
2: Um, I've got Kyrie. Now, oh, okay. wow. this is, this is, re- <laughs> this is, I will admit, huge recency bias. Oh, that's okay. I'm also looking at the next of what Kyrie can be over the next four, five, six years. Sure. And he's—I'll tell you this—he's on my list. He's just not that high. Yeah, I—I just—I think we're only scratching the surface with him because this is the first time he's been properly coached. Um, this is the first time he's been the man on a team. Well, no, I. He was the man on his rookie team in the year after, but, I mean, they were garbage teams. That weren't, they were kids. They weren't going to win anything. This is the yeah, first yeah. time he's been the man on a team with real players around him at a well-run franchise with a real coach. And I think he's the type of player who was massively criticised in the summer for his decision to force his way out of Cleveland. And I think he was right. I think he's going to continue to prove that because he'll have a chip on his shoulder over it.
1: Yeah, no, he, he's definitely a great player. Um, guy I've always liked, uh, better situation now, uh, which sounds crazy to get away from LeBron, but LeBron's a divisive guy. So, um, my number six, I went with Russell Westbrook just because I love Russ. Um, I could have put a lot of different guys there, but I went with Westbrook. Who do you, who do you got for seven?
2: Anthony Davis. Okay. Um, I but I, again, it's, a lot of it is what he can be. Like, he's having yeah. a great season this year, and when he has been healthy in the past, he, the numbers he's put up have been just ludicrous. Like, ludicrous. People shouldn't be putting up those numbers. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just, I think he is special. I, I genuinely do think he is a special player.
1: Yeah, so do I. Um That was your seven, right? Yeah. Okay, my number seven, I went with Giannis. Um, just following up his like great year last year. He's dominating uh, dominating again this year. So he's my number seven. Who do you got for eight? Jimmy Butler. Okay.
2: Um incredible defender, developing as a playmaker this year, can be the best guy in a good team. Um crunch scorer. You know, I, I just think Butler is I think he's ninety percent of Kawhi Leonard.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. They're similar players. I mean, offensive, defensively can do a lot of things. Kawhi's not just that bit bigger. Yeah. And maybe has a
2: little more natural talent, whereas Butler's a grinder. Like, Butler was a low 20s pick coming into the league and has developed mm-hmm. himself into a, a, a superstar, you know?
1: Yeah, kind of the same thing what Kawhi did. Remember, yeah. he was a low pick too, because he couldn't That's shoot it. in college. Yeah. Um. Neither, but neither number, did Butler. Yeah, neither. It's just hysterical. These guys improving their game, so um that was eight i believe so my number eight this is a little tough for me because i thought about a lot of different guys but okay i'm actually still thinking about it number eight because i didn't say him yet it's got to be anthony davis for me for all the reasons that you said um i just think he's great and i think boogie cousins is actually having a better year um oh he is but i don't know if i can put him on my list but we'll see he's in
2: boogie's in my top 15 he's just not this high
1: Yeah, he's, he's very, he's an incredible player. Uh, who do you got number nine?
2: I've got Russell Westbrook at number nine. Um, you know, like, I'm not a big fan of Russell. I don't like his game, but he's a great player. Um, Yeah. I, I, I think if you gave him Steph Curry's mindset, I think he'd be a much better player. But, you know, he is what he is and he's, he's a lot of fun to watch. I just, I wouldn't want him on my team.
1: Yeah, and I I understand. Like, it's a a lot of people say you can't win with them. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Um, but I mean, you can make a case for it. I just don't agree. I don't agree with it. Uh, my number nine, um, I went with Clay Thompson. I just love Clay Thompson. I love Clay Thompson because he's a great shooter. He's got the rings. He plays defense. And I think if he ever leaves the Warriors, kind of like the different situation, but kind of like the Kyrie Irving thing. I think if he gets away from all those players, you'll really see how good he is. So he's my number nine.
2: Let me ask you a question: Dude. If, if in the summer, you were Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors, and the Knicks had called and said, "We will give you Porzingis for Clay Thompson," straight up, would you have taken it?
1: Yes, it that makes sense for both teams. Mm.
2: See, I agree because Clay gets to be the star and the biggest market going, and. The Warriors get the one thing they need, a rim protector,
1: presence, yeah. and
2: he's a young guy. I mean, Porzingis is a kid. He's going to be in the league for the twelve, fifteen years.
0: Yeah, and I he's mean, it makes, it's going to be affordable for
2: the next three years or whatever.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, uh, they're, they're both fantastic players. Um Now, Porzingis wouldn't put up the stats. Obviously, he's going to put up, but that's he. I'm guessing wouldn't care because he's going to win rings.
2: Yeah, and, and that again, means you like can leave said, Draymond at the four. Leave yeah. KD at the three. You've got Steph at the one. You'll you'll find, you know, you could play Sean Livingston as a starter.
1: Yeah, or Andre Iguodala. Iguodal- Iguodal- you,
2: you could, you know, you'd find a way to make that yeah. work. You'd also have a, a bit of cap space there that you could have gone and done something.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Because if, you know, I don't, if unless Clay Thompson signs for a lot less money, he's not going to re-sign there. Uh, who knows? He may. He, the guy may value winning, and that's a good quality to have. So... um, who do you got at number 10?
2: Uh, Draymond Green.
1: Yeah, I have the same exact um, player uh, just
2: there. Just an incredible all-round player. Again, another guy, second-round pick. You know, and the, the way he's developed in this league is just incredible. Probably probably the guy who's made the biggest leap from when he came into the league from where he isn't now. Uh, to where he is now. No
1: question. Yeah, no um, question about it. And, and he's a dirty ass player,
2: but I like yeah, that about but him. You, you need that, and he's the, he's the heart and that. soul of that team. Steph Curry is the brain of that team. Yeah, well, he, he is, is the, the heart, heart soul. and soul of it. And and look, that nobody's ever going to convince me that if he doesn't get suspended.
1: I agree Goals that they are beat...
2: three times champions right now, and LeBron yeah. doesn't have a ring in Cleveland. So,
1: yep. And I think the only reason they did suspend him is because he did that to LeBron James. If he did it to anybody else in that team, he doesn't get suspended, yeah. in my opinion. Um So, I had Draymond at ten. Two. Who do you got at eleven?
2: Uh, I've got Clay Thompson at eleven. Okay. Um, i For all the reasons you said, I mean, look, if he was on a, a different team, I I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's the number one guy on a team, but he's certainly not the number four guy, which is what he is now. Um, I think he could be a great number two guy. I'd, I'd, you won't like me for saying this. I've said it to you before. I would love to see him in Boston.
1: Yeah, yeah. It makes me ill every time I hear it, but like
2: if you, if you had Kyrie Clay, Gordon Hayward when he comes back, and Jason Tatum, I mean, that's disgustingly vicious uh, yes. you know, offensively and i think they'd be pretty solid defensively especially if you've got um al horford at the five but i i want to see him get his own team um so do i but i don't want to see him land on a crappy team like i'd love to see him go to miami with a good coach, good. I want him to go to the
1: Sixers. The Sixers of you have wanted am-
2: to go to Sixers, but, but you can't... he aff- fits there. But
1: here's the yes, thing: yes, can afford him. No, you we can. We, we have
2: we have ample no, cap room. No
1: ample not, cap. Room. Not if
2: you want to re-sign everybody.
1: Well, we don't have to re-sign Ben Simmons for three years to that big extension. We but, just signed but Embiid.
2: Clay is going to want a five-year max. Just, uh, he can have that. You've just re-signed the big man to a five-year max. You've got to re- yep. you've got to sign Simmons in a couple of years. You've got to re-sign Sarich. Um, you've but just that's not for him, a few years. It's like, two he years thought, it's like
1: two years away. But he's not getting a, he's not getting a max he's, contract. He's getting fifteen to eighteen million a year, though. But if I had... If I'm telling you this right now. If I can get Clay Thompson, Dario Sarge can I can, I can wave goodbye to that's and I'm fine. okay with We'd that.
2: We'd Love to have him in Minnesota. We'd love to No, have no,
1: him. I'm just saying. If you had the choice between the two, who are you taking?
2: It depends on what else is going to affect. Is it going to affect well, my ability to give Ben Simmons? You're not going to be able to carry three max contracts, not in
1: Philly. No, no. No, you can't. So, uh, well, you, so therefore,
2: you when Ben Simmons comes up, it's uh, we're very sorry, Mr. Simmons. We don't have money to pay you. Here's fifteen
1: million a year for four years.
2: How no, does my, that f-
1: my three max contracts, or whatever, however you want to work it, would or my three biggest contracts, if he would come here, would be Thompson, Embiid, and Simmons. Yeah, they're your they're your cornerstones. But, and
2: but those JJ Redick would be here. Max.
1: So and yeah, Embi- well, Embiid is never going to
2: take a dollar less no and ben simmons it. is never going to take a dollar less and the reason they won't take a dollar less is cuz both of them guys know they have
1: health problems yeah like, well they shouldn't See, it? i don't think ben simmons has health problems the guy who breaks his foot you can't say he has health problems
2: uh he didn't look healthy when he was in college not to me he looked like he had a back problem he looked like he had a foot problem then he broke his foot
1: no no i disagree i think so, he looked lethargic that's a lot different yeah. he didn't want to be there yeah. and then he had a, he broke the foot and that he's never had it did any he not want to problems. be there
2: from day 1
1: cuz he he, didn't, did have, not want he to, didn't
2: have to be there he
1: don't, well he didn't want to go. He didn't, he didn't want to go to college. To he well, could have gone and played in Italy. He could have played in yeah, China. He, he had options. But he didn't want to he didn't want to do that. Yeah, well, he said yeah. I'll go. Remember his his godfather was ben that. Ben Simmons is given
2: fifteen versions of the truth. When he sticks to one of them, then we'll then we'll agree on
1: it. You're ridiculous. Stop. Ben, it. ben Simmons is a compulsive liar. So ridiculous. <laughs> so, number number eleven, that's that's where I have Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um we already talked about that. Um number twelve, who you got? I've got Paul George. And I okay. know
2: that he's not having the best season and I know he wasn't particularly brilliant last season, but I, I just love Paul George's game and I love how he plays at both ends. He he's in that conversation with Kawhi and and, and Jimmy Butler and with Clay Thompson as the best two way players in the league. Um I, I just I'm a huge fan of Paul George.
1: Yeah, I, I thought about him there, but I had to put Jimmy Butler at twelve because I like Jimmy Butler a little bit better, um, and I I just think he's a little bit better player. Um, Who you got at 13? John Wall. He's my 13 as well.
2: Um, I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I think it's a farcical joke that Mr. Simmons had neither John Wall nor Jimmy Butler on his list.
1: Yeah, I, again, I, just, I, I would uh, I throw that be...
2: list out if that's the basis, you know.
1: Yeah, well, again, it's it's all different. I I would have Ben Simmons on my list if he had already played a year; he would be on my list. But because he hasn't finished a full season, he's not on my list. Of course, I'm excited about him, but he's not on my list. So, yeah, I got John Wall at 13 as well. So we got 14 and 15 left. Who you who you got at 14? I know who my 14 is, and it's probably the same as yours.
2: 14, I've got Boogie.
1: Oh, no, it's not. We're different. We're different
2: here. Um, I'll just give you my two. 14, I've got boogie, 15, I've got 10s. That's
1: that's where
2: I landed with 14 and 15. And, you know, Dame Lillard, Mike Conley, and Rudy Gobert were the hardest ones for me to leave off. Okay. Um, Embiid is no questionably a top 15 talent. Yeah, I put him at 15 because he's... Hang on a sec. I've screwed this up. Because I never named Giannis. You didn't name Giannis. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put Giannis in at 11. I'm going to knock Clay to 12. That's fair. I'm going to knock George to 13. Wall to 14. And I'm just going to keep Towns at 15. Boogie, sorry, you're out
0: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter-shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello, Fresh! Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Yeah, that's your team. And in fairness, I mean, Boogie's having the best year of his career, but is there really that much of a difference? and those two players. I don't I don't I don't think so. And it's 20
2: games, you know. Do we trust Boogie yeah, this yeah. over a whole year? Well, you don't even
1: have to say that. you just stop it. Do we trust Boogie? That's Buggy. all you have to stop. Like,
2: I, I trust <laughs> Carol Towns to play like this for, a while. for the rest of the year because he's done it the last two years.
1: Yeah, he's a great um, player. 14 and OMB is my 15. That's and I hated not putting Biggie on it. Biggie, mm. excuse me. Biggie Smalls. I hated not putting Boogie on it. Um Nobody else. I really. I mean, Dave. Dave is a great player. Uh, Gordon Hayward healthy is a great player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the only other guy I really struggle with is I didn't put on is Paul George because I love Paul George. Mm-hmm. I love his game, but maybe I want homerism with uh, Joel Embiid. But you know, fuck you. That's what I'm doing. Can, so. I, can
2: I just say I'm looking at looking at Simmons's list here. He's got Andre Drummond at 21.
1: Like, he got talked. He got talked into that though, didn't he? Because yeah, he originally, you know, we're we're kind of we're kind of forgetting Porzingis too. He should really should be in no, this list. No, I might. don't
2: think he should because he. I didn't. He did not impress me at all last season. Okay. There's an awful lot of hype over him because he shoots threes and blocks shots, but this is the first time I've seen him do anything more than those. Putting, two it, together.
1: Yeah, he's he's putting put it, it together. Yeah, he's putting it all together right now. But I hear you saying you're looking at body of work instead of yeah, just yeah, and he's going to be a top sixteen games.
2: He's going to be a top fifteen player. I don't have any doubt of that, but I just don't think he is now. Simmons, okay. like you said, he'd be part of this list, but he's played whatever amount of games. Yeah, and it's Bede, like sixteen games. And Embiid's played about fifty games in the league. He got drafted the same year as
1: Wiggins. Yeah, he's had the, the feet problems. He I hasn't mean, been able to
2: play, so for me, that's why I left him off. Mark all I'm sorry, you're a fantastic defender. I really love how you pass the ball but you're not a top 15 player anymore. Um, Nikola Jokic is one that I considered. But again, needs to improve defensively. Yeah. Needs to be more consistent. Needs to play more minutes without foul trouble.
1: Did you consider Bradley Beale at all?
2: I did consider care? Bradley Beale. But again, my problem with Bradley Beale is I need you on the floor.
1: That's the thing. You play he's 60 always hurt.
2: games a year. You're no good to me. Um, no. DeMar DeRozan I didn't consider. Um, Isaiah Thomas, I didn't consider Rudy Gobert. I looked at and thought, you know, I've already got three
1: big men. I don't think he doesn't, anyone. and he doesn't have an offensive game. Like no, I'm sorry, other like than, he just other than turn just, and dunk. That's literally yeah. Me. That's that. That doesn't do anything for me. He's a great defensive player, and I would have him on my team in a minute. But, but you gotta you gotta do more than that. No. And Isaiah Thomas is a plays no fucking defense, but no, is very exactly. good, very
2: good offensive player in a certain system. Yes. Let's see how he is with LeBron. I I don't know if that will work.
1: I have no CJ clue how McCollum, that works. No business
2: in this conversation. No, um, Kemba Walker, I do like. I think he's maybe top twenty-five in the league.
1: Yeah, it's a um, shame where he plays because he's never going to get any publicity playing there. Nobody so. really knows
2: he exists. He doesn't Zero. He's Never on TV. Um, no, he's right And not. and Lamarcus Aldridge, like I, I I'm a huge yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge fan. I was so happy when the Spurs got him because he'd been incredible for Portland in the playoff series. The playoffs well, the he, I won't do
1: that. if he has if he continues this year, he might be on this list. If
2: he, yeah, if he plays at this level for a year, but he's been garbage the last two years, and that's where the that issue been. arises.
1: It's so, consistency. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. But I mean
1: look, we, Al Horford guy you thought about oh, maybe yeah, huge fan of Al Horford. But again yeah. uh, Doesn't do enough for me, but he does a lot of the stuff that goes unnoticed. So I would
2: love Al Horford next to my to Kevin, to Carl Anthony Towns You know, you'd love him next to Joelle Embiid.
0: Oh God! Because he's that
2: mentor, that that vocal presence, and he's you know great. He's what he's becoming is a less sweary, less psychotic version of Kevin Garnett. um, (laughs) That jump shooting big man who can step out and you know shoot up to eighteen feet and organizes his defense. You know, protects the rim. Not not the best rebounder, but you know. A workable rebounder, um, but he just, this, he, for me, Horford stopped at very, very good. He never became a great player. Um, but yeah, like, just a a tremendous player, but I'm still wound up over the, the, accusation that Carl Towns is a good stats bad team type of guy. It's just horseshit. It's the other thing Simmons made up to make Well, sense well you know he ever.
1: just a lot of times yeah he just likes to say things just to get a rile off people. He does it the Sixers fans all the time. He just you I, I, I tweet him sometimes and I'm like you're ridiculous. The
2: Sixers have a big fan base. There's yeah. about fifteen of us support the Timberwolves. <laughs> so like you
1: know Yeah, alone. I hear what you're saying. It was a dumb thing to say. I when I heard it too I I kind of looked at him. I was, I was walking around my house and I stopped and I'm like, wait, I had to re, I had to rewind it when I listened it. I'm like, did he actually just say that? But he did. But, um, let's jump into the next thing we're talking about. And I was originally oh, going to do. Oh, sorry.
2: He also had Blake Griffin.
1: Yeah. I, I wasn't Chris even going to bring Paul, that up because so we're just going to throw them out because yeah, I, I want, no. you know how I feel about Chris Paul and we both feel the same way about Blake Griffin. Sorry, Clippers fans, but your team is dog shit and you gave a max contract to a guy who. Is probably going to be hurt for a three-quarter.
2: money it. to Danilo as well and he can't stay yeah. healthy.
1: And they, they play the same hard.
2: position, so what are you doing? They're they, stupid. They're,
1: they're just trying to save face because thought, they
2: love Chris Paul. But honest to God, Joe, who looked at a situation and thought, you know what's the ideal front three in, in 2017? It's Gallinari, <laughs> Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. Like who looked at that and thought, that's what we need to do. And, and, it was not and Here's the kicker. Let's pay them a combined $75 million a year. Yeah. Hamstring ourselves for the next four or five years. And, and
1: let and let the audience who doesn't know aware, Dave, that they're all guaranteed contracts. Oh, yeah. So. And, and here's the thing.
2: <laughs> and here's, I keep seeing... Uh, Clippers fans on Twitter try and rationalize this. Oh well, we'll just trade away DeAndre. Do you think you're getting anything back for him?
1: Nothing. No. Did you you're see what Joel Embiid did to him? So.
2: <laughs> you're giving up a first round pick to get rid of that contract. That's a horrible yeah. contract. You should have left him in Dallas when he was going to sign there.
1: Yeah, he does. Why well, he does two things good. He's a good defender, and he's not even a great defender. I think he's vastly overrated because yeah. he blocks shots. And he's but a he's great a good rebounder. good. He's a great rebounder, but a great rebounder should not make that much money because Chris Paul basically made his career on mm. pick and rolls, and Chris Paul's no longer there. So
2: exactly, and you could have got, you know, you could have traded, you could have got rid of him, and you could have traded, you know, the Sixers and taken um, Nerlens Noel, who's as good a shot blocker, not as yeah. good a rebounder, but will be a good rebounder, and is just as good in the pick and roll.
1: Um, you love your New Orleans Noel, don't yeah, you? You, I, just, you just, love him. You really do.
2: I was devastated when uh, when New Orleans gave him up because him and Davis together would have been so much fun.
1: He just like he doesn't play for Dallas. Doesn't he just need needs, to to he needs to be traded. He needs to be traded. Needs to come to maybe, Minnesota. Come to Maybe Minnesota. you know what? I will write them a letter. I'll I'll, I'll write him a letter, an old school letter, not an email, and say, Mister Hendrick, Mister Dave Hendrick would like New Orleans Noel on his Minnesota yeah, Timberwolves, and yeah. maybe just maybe Rick Carlisle will get rid of him. Um, we'll give so, you Gorgie Gang. There you go. You can have him, do you? On his zumpy finger. <laughs> yeah, you can have his weird ass. So, um, Next part of the segment, I was going to look at five different drafts, but we're, like we usually do, Dave and I talk a lot. So I'm only going to do 96 and 97 draft, Dave. Um, and we'll, do the, we'll just build up to that. But basically what we're going to do is we're going to do our favorite draft picks and our not-so-favorite draft picks from – Different draft years, and we're going to start with 96. There's a lot to pick from. You tell me if you want me to go first, you want yeah, me to go second? You go
2: first, because okay. I know that your favorite draft pick of all time is it's the number pretty one simple, pick right. in this draft.
1: Yeah, and it's pretty simple. That's Allen Iverson. Obviously, Allen Iverson. We, Dave and I have talked about Allen Iverson many times on this podcast. Um, he was the number one pick of my Sixers. years. Uh, great player. Difficult to play with. Never won shit. We got to a, a title and, you know, we ran into the Kobe Shaq Lakers and, and frankly, that was just not going to happen. We weren't going to beat them. But, um, Ray Allen at number five. Um, I'm sure you'll have something to say about that. Yeah, uh, that's
2: one of my favorite picks from this draft. So was the Timberwolves yeah. picking Ray Allen. And then what ha-
1: They followed up yeah. with
2: one of their typical bonehead moves and traded them for Stefan Marbury.
1: Yeah, and who won number four? Um, just a weird thing. Mm. Marbury and Garnett were never going to work, and and obviously Garnett and Ray Allen ended up working much later on in you know, their careers. the
2: thing is, this is one of those rare drafts, though, where you look at the first five. Iverson, like, no first ballot Hall of Famer, we know that. Ray Allen's going to be first ballot yeah. Hall of Famer. Um, Marcus Camby went two to Toronto. He had a really good career.
1: He did. A lot of people forget that before he got injured, and then he just became became like a one-trick pony, Mm. he actually was a very good player. Sharif
2: Abdul-Rahim went number three to Vancouver. He was really, really good until he got injured.
1: Yeah, and Um, people don't even realize he was in there.
2: You know, Steph Marbury, super talented player, but the the brain of a four-year-old.
1: Yeah, he's Um, a knucklehead. New um, York knucklehead.
2: um, Ray Allen, like I said, Hall of Famer. Antoine Walker was a really good player until he ate himself out of the league.
1: Yeah, he literally ate his fat ass out of the league. It was... It was absurd. Um, and but, Kerry Kittles at number eight really
2: talented player yeah, that got yeah, hurt, yeah, you
1: know? Yeah, for Villanova. He was mm. actually right, right, right near me. Um, Kobe Bryant at 13. Oh, yeah. Is, is there, I mean, the Charlotte Hornets drafted him and then traded up to the Lakers for Vladi Divots. I don't know, is there a worse trade ever in the NBA? No.
2: What did they get? They got him and Eddie was it him and Eddie Jones, is that what they got? I think
1: I think Eddie Jones was part of that trade. There may have been a draft pick, but But like you should have known
2: if the Lakers were willing to give up two pretty good starters for this high school kid, maybe yeah. that should have tweaked that, you know, maybe this kid is special.
1: Yeah, he was incredible. And that was Number fourteen, Page Stoyakovich, yeah, who was very, a very, very player. good player. A real with player. um, yeah, he was great with Sacramento, and mm-hmm. to get a guy that late, and the guy after him at fifteen, Steve Nash, two-time MVP. Doesn't yeah, you know, with, like at, at fifteen, that's Jermaine O'Neal at seventeen. Jermaine O'Neal at seventeen is a hell of a pick. High school yeah.
2: player. Not, nobody knew much about him, but what a career he had! And like again, terrible knee injuries.
1: Yeah, it's a um, but shame.
2: Played in the league a long, long time. He did. Uh, uh, Ilgaskis, Iljrunis, at number 20. another one who missed years because of foot injuries. Yeah, and he was a he was a proper center. He could do it all. He could protect the rim. He could score in the post. He could pass from the post. Could run the floor. Could rebound. And LeBron James has said he was his favorite teammate of all
1: time. So loves, know,
2: him. Lo- Absolute guy. loves him,
1: absolutely. Oh, so yeah, he yeah. really loves him. Like I think he would adopt him if he could.
2: So you know, um, this was a hell of a draft. And then you look at un- undrafted guys,
1: Ben Williams. We well, we're yeah, well he's one, but we're, Derek Fisher went twenty fourth in that draft. That's
2: right, he did. It, remember it's, with the it Lakers? Me, or does it, does it seem like Derek Fisher should have been drafted in like nineteen eighty seven?
1: Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt he, about. He's it.
2: Always had an old man game.
1: Yeah, all the time. Always did. And um, now he just steals other people's women now. That's yeah, what he does for, yeah, that's yeah, what he, that's basically it what he does for a living. That's what <laughs> so. makes you happy, that's
2: what makes you happy.
1: <laughs> but Ben Wallace. Yeah. Um,
2: if, if, the, if, the guy, if the guy who kind of outworked his draft status more than anyone else in the history of the game isn't Draymond, it's Ben Wallace. Um, four four-time time All Star. Four, yeah, four time Defensive Player of the Year, four time All Star. You know the leader of that team, that incredible Detroit team that just dominated the East for years and, and won won the title by just running the the Lakers off the floor. Um, you know, just a guy. I feel like he was about six nine, and he yeah. played center and just bullied everybody. You didn't want to go in the paint against him. You didn't want to contest a rebound
1: with him. Just a, an absolute
2: an absolute horse.
1: like <laughs> Yeah, no, he really was. And for a guy who averaged 5.7 points a game, like, I know that wasn't his game, but, like, that's hmm. the stuff you remember when you're really good at one thing, or two things, rebounding and blocking shots. But
2: If, if Ben Wallace doesn't end up in the Hall of Fame, it's going to be an absolute travesty.
1: I'm curious to see if that happens. I really am, because you know how those guys, how they do not value that kind of game. Yeah. They don't. So, um... Anything else about the ninety six draft before we move to the year ninety seven?
2: No, I think that's pretty much it. Um thankfully no first round players that never played in the league.
0: Um
2: <laughs> obviously some picks that people will will regret, but we missed one actually. Eric Dampier, I know he wasn't a particularly good player, but he played in the league for years and
1: Yeah, very good player. in college.
2: Same with Samaki Walker.
1: Um, yes, another great know, player in college. Um,
2: Chris Webber has gone on record and, saying, and said that Samaki Walker was one of the hardest players he ever played against. He just His game gave him nightmares. You know, Tony Delk had a pretty decent career. Walton McCarron was okay. Um, Roy Rogers at 22, purely because of the name, and the fact that the Grizzlies <laughs> got that pick from Houston, which was just very funny. <laughs> but yeah, actually surprising to me that uh, Derek Fisher never made a uh, an all-star team.
1: Yeah, he played on some great teams. You would have mm. thought that he did, but Alright, 97 draft. Um, obvious number one, and I'll let you, because I know he's oh, one of your favorite players. Mr. Yeah, Tim Duncan, Tim, what number one?
2: Tim Duncan, incredible, incredible. What a player. Like, I mean, this draft is nowhere near as stacked as the other one, but just having him alone makes it comparable. Um, what a player. Can we,
1: can we skip the number two? Can we just no, not even talk? About absolutely that? not.
2: But you know what? Keith <laughs> Van Horn was really, really talented.
1: Yeah, really, he Really, really
2: talented, and and in a different situation, maybe it works.
1: No, he was a dumb white guy in the wrong time of not-white-guy league. I disagree with that.
2: You know, he was a goofy-looking white guy. What did you guys end up trading him for? <laughs> Tim Thomas and a bunch of scrap, basically?
1: Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, he was drafted number seven in yeah. that in that same draft.
2: Chauncey Billups at three. Um, Eventually had a fantastic career. Bounced around the league early on. It looked like a bust, but... Yeah, you know, I think Boston will regret how quickly they moved on from him.
1: Way too fast. Um, Antonio
2: yeah. Daniels, for me, is the most disappointing player because I thought, I, I still think he he was really, really talented and could have done very well in the league. Now he stuck around for a long time, and he became kind of one of the OGs of the league, and you know had had a solid career. But mm-hmm. coming in at a Bowling Green, he he looked like he was going to be one of the best point guards in the league, and it just never happened for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was a weird, weird thing. Tony Battle at five, Ron Mercer at six, then Tim Thomas seven. Uh, Donald Foyle. Remember people thought he was gonna be great. Um big center out of Colgate. And then there was a guy drafted number nine, um, Mr. Tracy McGrady.
2: T Mac, what a player. Like again, one that suffered terribly with injuries, but that guy had all the talent in the world. And again, you know, this the Raptors drafted really well between ninety five and 98, and it just, yeah, they just never actually put it all together, which is unfortunate for them. Um, that's why they're called the Crafters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now, Is there anybody else? Steven Jackson with a late second-round pick, and I, I can't remember what number it was, but he was in that draft, ended up having a really good career. But honest to God, is there anybody else in this draft that was worth talking
2: about? Steven Jackson went 42 to uh, 42. the Phoenix Suns. Um, looking towards the end of that second round, like Bobby Jackson was a solid enough backup point guard for a lot of years. Scott Pollard was a, a serviceable big man.
1: Um De- Sherrick
2: Anderson was a was a decent <laughs> a decent shooting guard who suffered with bad knees.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. but
2: a, a lot of guys, like you mentioned at Donald Foyle, Danny Fortson and Austin Crochet were two of the guys that people thought were going to be really good. Um, and, and just weren't at all. Uh, Maurice Taylor, you remember him from
1: yeah University Michigan. of
2: Michigan? He's one of the big, kind of the the big uh, villains in the whole Michigan um, booster scandal. He oh, yeah. He looked a player for a couple of years. He looked a real player. Then it got a big contract, and it all kind of fell apart. From uh, Bubba Wells, early second round pick. He had a solid career. He did. Um, Mark Jackson, not the Mark Jackson, but a Mark Jackson. Um, but yes, Stephen Jackson. Temple Kind of the guy. The guy in this draft that probably after Tim Duncan and Tracy Grady had the most talent, uh, is God Sham God, the most incredibly named person of all time. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't know who God Sham God is, please go on YouTube. And look providence like, providence uh, you know uh, he was good there <laughs> uh, and you, probably the greatest point guard to ever come out of new york in terms of the street bowl but could never translate Ooh, it.
1: that that's 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 a discussion for that's a good discussion for I, another
2: time. I, i'm just saying what i have heard kenny the okay. Smith and mark jackson who are arguably they the would new,
1: know those, yeah, they
2: would. both those guys say it's sham god and Sham God, of course, invented the Sham God, which is where you throw it out and catch up with the same hand and bring it back and leave your defender. It's pretty awesome. Um, A lot of guys have done it. Um, Jason Williams, White Chocolate, probably the one who made it most famous in the NBA. But um, for those who who remember Rafer Alston and Skip Malou, God Sham God was him, turned up to 11 long before Rafer became a thing. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. And there's nobody even undrafted Pat Burke the actually we should say this Pat Burke um the only Irish player that I know of to play in the NBA in the last uh forty years anyway um, yeah, he
1: actually was from Ireland he
2: spent, went to Auburn I yeah believe. he did yeah. indeed spend a little bit of time in Orlando uh, a couple of years in Phoenix, you know solid for a guy from,
1: from you don't Africa. see many. Players from Ireland play in the NBA. No, no, he, he did grow up. Happen.
2: He did grow up in Cleveland. He was, um, he did. He was born in Dublin because all Irish yeah. kids are born in Dublin. Um, yeah, why is
1: that? Can I? Uh, that's a weird.
2: We don't. really why? have maternity hospitals in? We have maternity uh, hospitals in Dublin. I believe there's one in Cork and one in Galway. Other that's why makes probably sense. one in Belfast. But other than that, you've got to go to Dublin to have your kids. We've got like. I think four fraternity really? hospitals in Dublin. Holiday. So people
1: are listening to this, they're probably making fun of me and going, what the fuck is he talking about? Yeah. But we don't have that here, guys. We can go to the neighboring town and find a hospital. Obviously, I, I know we're much bigger, we but okay. Yeah, because I, it really is funny because you ask somebody from Ireland, anybody you meet, well, remember, where you're The state of
2: Pennsylvania uh, is probably, the, is probably bigger than Ireland's. And it's damn, good. it's probably got
1: more people. Definitely <laughs> got more people. I mean, yeah.
2: there's no question; it's got more people.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a weird thing, you, but you don't realize it when you live here. But like when you're a foreigner who comes here, and you're like, "My God, this place, United States, is humongous!" Or what, like if you went to Africa, you're like, "Jesus Christ, it's gargantuan." But you don't realize it. You know what I mean? Like when I go to Europe, I don't think, "Hey, this is a tiny place." I I, I love Europe. I'd rather I wouldn't rather live there, but I like. There's a lot of right. things I like better so about it, if that makes sense.
2: Almost 13 million people living in Pennsylvania as of 2016.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The island of Ireland, including Northern Ireland, has
1: less than six. So you've actually got double the population. Um, See, I would have never thought that. Yeah. My God. And we're not, even the big, we're not even the biggest state in the United States of America. No. So,
2: you know, that's it's not even so, close.
1: Like, there's more people living in the GTA where
2: Jeez. I live now than live in. On my whole island, so. And
1: well, is that's, there's something to be said for that, though. That's cool. That's a, that's a, something to be proud of, though. We you have know? space. So, you yeah, Well, you, well, I, yeah. Well, you gotta pay for space around here, so. Um, that's the thing. So, let's move on to, we'll do, uh, next week, we'll do some other drafts. We'll do the, uh, maybe we'll do, uh, 98 through 2000. So, what was your play, player or team of the week, Dave?
2: Player of the week, Carl Anthony Towns.
1: Oh, hey, how
2: about that? <laughs> Tell me even...
1: why. Tell me
2: why. He's he's just been in, in great form. Um, he he had a a terrible terrible night. Um, <laughs> scored like four points, and then he's just bounced back, and he's just been really really good for us. And it's it's him, Wiggins, and Butler's leading the way. It's the that's our big three. They're playing really really well. Taj Gibson is playing well for us. Jeff Teague is Jeff Teague, so he's not particularly good, but he's not bad either. Yeah. Um, we're just, we're just playing well at the minute. I mean, it's, it's, it's really nice to, to look at the standings and not kind of cringe. Um, it, it, for the first time in, I can't remember how long, probably since Kevin Garnett was here. Um, to actually look at the standings and be proud of seeing the team. Now we're, f- we're fifth at the moment in the, in the West, but, uh, we're better than the Trailblazers. Um, and I'm not sure there's anyone below us that's going to catch us unless it's the Thunder, so I think we're going to be a top-four seed. Um, which is what you
1: and I both thought. Which we is what I think, yeah, season. yeah.
2: Now, obviously that can change. Maybe the, the Jazz find their form and go on a run, but other than them and, and OKC, I don't see anyone better than us outside of yeah, the Big either. 3, being Houston, Golden State, and, um, and San Antonio. San Antonio,
1: yeah. So before I say mine, I just want to say that there is some breaking news. With Paul Millsap, um, is going to have left wrist surgery and will be out for two to three mm-hmm. months. So that's a huge blow for Denver because uh, that was their big free agent signing. But it's my huge. yeah, that's a it sucks because he's and a it good comes player.
2: Shortly out, I mean I know a lot of people they listen to this probably big into the draft as well. Michael Porter Junior. is ruled out for the year.
1: Yeah, that was rough. That's,
2: most back, likely certainly. his college career over because I don't think no will at the end of the year. Now, if I was no. him, I probably would. Um, On the basis of your draft stock is going to fall quite drastically now, coming off back mm-hmm. surgery without without any college to to look at. I mean, what did he score? Like eight points in his college career or something silly?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, no. He
2: sure. was a guy who was in that conversation as the number one pick with with Bagley mm-hmm. and and Ayrton and uh, and Doncic, Doncic and. Now it's not. He's not even going to be considered as number one. So maybe go back, play. You know, play a year. Maybe you go number one the following year. I, I don't know. But yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's a shame to see a nineteen-year-old kid have to go through that. It's. Mm. Let's hope he recover. Back surgery with any kind of sport is always a toss-up. So let's hope it's. There is no such thing as routine back surgery. So let's hope it's just he recovers from it because he's nineteen. But my. Player of the Year, um, or excuse me, Player of the Week is Kyrie Irving. Um, I watched that whole Golden State game and his his ability just to get to the rim. There was a play late in that game where the game was still in the balance, and they ended up beating them. My Sixers beat the shit out of the Warriors in the first half, and then they got the shit beat out of them. Mm. Um, that's the difference between a team ready to win now in Boston and a team that's growing, which is the Sixers, but There was a there was a play, and if you watched it, Dave, you'll know what I'm talking about. Where Kyrie takes on Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant, Durant takes them all to the rim. He misses the shot, but the rebound goes to Horford, and he dunks it. And that right there is exactly why I love Kyrie Irving, and that's why he's my player of the week. Because I don't know if you can name me one other person that can get to the basket like that.
2: No. Not, with, not, he
1: has the handle. Yeah, it's not with three un, guys on him. Unreal and, his handles Chris. And the
2: thing is, the reason Horford gets the dunk is because Draymond and KD are both drawn to Kyrie. That's and, right. And uh, aren't boxing him out. Kyrie is the best finisher in the league. Yeah. And the thing is, his misses are so cl- are such close misses that they're easy putbacks for his teammates. Now, Kyrie is the player of the week. Carl I, I, Anthony Towns won Western Conference player of the week. And I've said Carl atley Towns is my player of the week for two reasons. One, I'm a huge Wolves fan. Number two, just to stick it to Bill Simmons. Um, but <laughs> it, if we're being honest, like the, the level Kyrie is playing at at the moment, it's Kyrie and Yanis, and everybody else is below them, yeah. including Steph, yeah, yeah, KD, LeBron, all these guys. James yep. Harden, even James Harden, who is having an MVP caliber year,
1: he's having a great year. Yeah, that's fans. in a
2: normal year, not when these two guys are doing what they're doing. You know, so. Mm-hmm. poor Harden might end up the most unlucky player in the history of the league because it's,
1: it makes no sense, it's year, a shame but.
2: the year Steph won his first MVP it was just an unbelievable year from Steph, and any other year James Harden is MVP, last year any other year James Harden is MVP but Russ averages a triple-double and this year Kyrie and Giannis have decided well, Giannis has decided to show that he's not actually from this planet and Kyrie is trying to prove that the
1: earth is flat. But uh um, yeah, fucking idiot. <laughs> you know. That's
2: it. That's the only reason he might not he
1: might not win the MVP. Just because of that dumb shit, <laughs> yeah. So um anything you want to plug before we take off? No, not at the moment. Yeah, me either. Um any everybody who's about celebrating, happy Thanksgiving. Uh we're recording this <coughs> excuse me. We're recording this Tuesday night, Thanksgiving's Thursdays to, to all my fellow Americans. Happy Thanksgiving. And anybody who else celebrates it, happy Thanksgiving. But as they always say at the end of these, just please, whatever you do in life, Dave you as well. Because Dave's secretly a giant Sixers fan. He just doesn't say it. Uh, trust the process. <laughs>